It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. Oh, Catherine, this is a special episode. It is. It's our special Christmas holiday episode. You know what this is? This is the Frank and Friends Show staff Christmas party. <laughs> That's exactly what because it is. Because we're all here. <laughs> we're all here, yeah. Meaning both of us. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and Jerry, our behind-the-scenes assistant, is... She's also here. Hi, Jerry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She'll make sure that when we talk too long that we get cut off. Yeah. Or if we drink too much. Then and we also get cut, cut off. off. Yeah. That's a, a double use of the, of the phrase. So, Catherine, explain. A couple of things we want to talk about, of course, is that we have a website where um, you can keep up with all of the, uh, the non-sensory. At frankandfriendsshow.com. And we've got our uh, Instagram is embedded in there, as well as our um, more Smokies episodes and these podcast episodes. And if you also just want to listen to this episode, you could, but there'll be a lot of drinking, and I recommend highly that you check it out on our YouTube channel, and please... Subscribe and smash that button. Go ahead. Smash it. That's it. I guess you could actually, on uh, YouTube, turn on the bell for notifications. That's right. And then every time an episode drops, you can make sure you you find out about it first. Get some kind of... Yeah. I, I have most of my notifications turned off on everything, except email and text. And the Frank and Friends show. Right. No, I, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, I, I, wait, why would I notify myself that I've published a, an episode of the show? It's fun. I, I already know. I know, but it's fun. And then yeah. you're like, oh, yes. Oh, look at me. Uh, yay, me. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing, and before we get into all of the excitement of the, uh, the staff Christmas party, which you have lovingly and beautifully prepared so much for this. Thank I, you. I have a few things, but I mean, you've really gone over the top. I, I also want to mention that um, our merch store is in full effect. And you can find that at frankandfriendsshow.com backslash store. So I bought, um, and this was not really for Christmas, but I bought um, a sweatshirt for, uh, for myself and for Jerry. Look at that. I wanted to show off that they really do exist and they really they do. do look great. They do. So here it is in red. That's nice and festive. And I like he, that here one. Here it is in blue. And this is a a zippy, a zip-up. Yeah. These are the zip-up hoodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanya Cinnamon bought one of the pullover hoodies. So it's got the lo- small logo on the front in both cases and the big on the back. And the big pockets. Yeah, this is the one. I don't know how much noise I just made, but that's the one that I wore um, to the Axe House Tavern, the blue one. I know, you wouldn't take it off. I mean... Well, I was just trying to sell shirts is what I was trying to do. <laughs> hey, Jer? Yeah? Do you have any of the other merch out there that we could display? This is another piece of merch I'm very excited about. Oh, okay. You know, oh. I'm super excited about this yes. one. Yes, Because, you know, I have a pool. Yeah. And uh, I'm hoping to have some kind of uh, a Frank and Friends show uh, pool party with um, myself and maybe the Rocket Brothers or somebody. Look at this. But check this towel. Wow. That's that is pretty, amazing. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Look at I that. I like it. Yeah. So they did an excellent job there at uh, Teespring. Oh, it, we <laughs> it filled up the screen, you said? <laughs> is this the um, the white towel? Yeah. Okay. Or white or standard, whichever. Okay. Um, and actually what they do is there's two, it's, I guess, two parts to it. Like it's cotton on the towel side and polyester mm-hmm. on the yeah. on the printed side. Yeah. It's super soft. soft. Yeah. yeah. So now poor Jerry, we have to fold it back up and put it away. It's my job. 
Can you do that? <laughs> but that's Thank you. available on um, frankandfriendsshow.com uh, backslash store. So how about that? Yeah. There's oh, the commercial like for that. Okay. I think that's fabulous. So now, Madam Director, please take us into uh, our festivities because we have so many things. I've got, we've got presents, we've got cookies, we've got beverages. Where do we start? I mean, you know, what I've noticed here is that I brought the drinks and you yeah. brought the food. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you we both brought each other cookies. That's true. You know, you, yeah. you came up with these uh, lovely red velvet cookies, and I had uh, already put out some pfeffernus. And tell us what the pfeffernus is. I think it's German for pepper, uh, pfeffer, pepper, and it does have a little bit of pepper in it, but ma- mainly it's a spice cookie or a ginger cookie. Okay. And um, I was thinking about pfeffernus because I was listening, listening to my friend uh, Bean's podcast, the uh, Cup of Tea and a Chat with Ali and Bean, and they had a news story about somebody talking about pfeffernus who not only didn't know what it was, didn't know how to pronounce it. So the person on this clip, this audio clip, said it was so far removed from what pfeffernus actually sounds like that neither Allie nor Bean recognized the word. Oh, how funny. And um, so I sent him a picture. Please go ahead and grab one if you'd like of a pfeffernus. I would. Thank you. And uh, How do you actually spell pfeffernus? um, P, F, is it two Fs? P, F, E, F, F. P-F-E-F-F-E-R-N-U with an umlaut over it. S-S-E. Pfeffernus. Uh-huh. Very very carefully. Mm. It's like a powdered sugar. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you just did that in one shot take, you know. (laughs) (laughs) What choice do I have? You know, but... Oh, that's nice. It gets all over your, you know, your tie or... Everything's... That's very nice. Yeah, delicious. Yeah. They're delicious with eggnog. Mm. They're delicious yeah. with um, All these milk. drinks that we're mm. going to have. So I think, so I've planned four cocktails for us. Four. F-O-U-R. Four. Yes. Um, and I think we're going to start with my favorite. Okay. Which is the poinsettia. Is this the one you said that was the strongest of the bunch? No, this one's not that strong. Oh. It's going to be juice and we're using Prosecco, but you can use champagne. Okay, so or let's hold sparkling. that up so we can see. You've got a bottle of Prosecco. Mm-hmm. All right. And we've got the cranberry juice. Okay. And... If you're a child, could you use cran grape? Cran grape, yes. <laughs> cran apple. Yeah. I mean, it's basically a mimosa, except instead of orange juice, you're switching it out oh, for all cranberry. Right. All, right, all right, Can I have the champagne glasses? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. These are uh, these are the fancy ones. That... Thank you. I think these are, I'm pretty sure, well, anyway, they're crystal, obviously. They are. They might be Waterford, I don't know. So normally what I do is I only have the champagne and the juice. Uh-huh. And I normally do. Well, these are going to be bigger than I intended, but that's all right. Whoops. Well, well we don't, it's not about the same. <laughs> all right. Yeah, um, that. They're, they're practically the same. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Thanks. And then we'll add the champagne. All right. I mean, these are champagne glasses, so they're not, they're not like beer steins. They're not you right. know, huge. It's not like we're drinking a yard of... Um... Well, we don't have to finish it. And speaking of poinsettia, which is a word I really rarely pronounce correctly, because I think it's poinsettia. Yeah. All right. You know, is they're also it? poisonous for animals. Good thing I don't have any animals. Yeah. Cheers. You filthy animal. Here we go. What do you think? Well, I still have a lot of sugar from the, <laughs> the a lot of cranberry juice. It's probably a little bit too much cranberry juice. Now, I did see that you can add Contro, which I didn't have any of that. So I brought and, the triple sec. Which and what is the other word? Contro. Contro. Um, 
So I'm going to add a little bit of this just to see if we like it better. All right. Now, I don't normally. And what is triple sec? It's normally you use triple sec in margaritas, but it's the cheaper version of Contro. (laughs) That's still, you're still not talking my language. What is Contro? Uh, It's like an alcoholic liqueur that you can add in to mix drinks. So this is good. This one is triple sec. And it's got oranges on the label. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to taste this and see how I like it. Yeah. See if that changes it for you. Oh, it's also very nice. I mean, it's less cranberry-ish. It is. Yeah. Are we supposed to stir it or does it happen? This glass, it does enough. I I never stir it. I always just pour in the champagne Mm. and let it mix up. Well, cheers to you. Cheers. Once again. I kind of like it with the triple sec. It kind of takes that All right. that edge off of the cranberry. Because this is our, our holiday episode. I guess mm-hmm. this is really the one that will uh, air closest to uh, New Year's Eve. So for all you uh, New Year's Eve revelers. Yeah. This is a great drink. Yeah. But it's also good with breakfast. Mmm. Scrambled eggs. So for all you New Year's Day revelers. <laughs> you know, I, I never... am at home. I shouldn't say never because this year I'll probably be at home on New Year's Eve. So um, maybe I'll be, uh, is anybody coming over? No, I'll just be me. It's just Jerry and me, and we don't. Right. What? Oh, no, yeah, he'll be gone. So it'll be kind of an empty uh, empty nest on uh, New Year's Eve, so I'll probably just uh, not drink. <laughs> or you could celebrate with a drink. We could. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I think we talked about this. I'm like your grandmother mm. in that um, I have many, many bottles of liquor in the house that I've accumulated over the years. I was surprised to see the pile that you left out for well, me. Well, I thought you might want some of them yeah. for the show. Yeah. And you brought everything we need from your house. But, yeah, I have all these things. I mean, you remember when we went to uh, Tennessee Legend, I got a bottle of moonshine, and I, I've been waiting for an opportunity to crack it open. Yeah. Uh, well, that happened has happened to me multiple times in my life. I go to a winery, and I'm like, this is the best blueberry wine I've ever had. I will buy a bottle of it. And drink it in party times. And then, now, how many years has it been since we went to that place with the blueberry wines? I mean, I'm like five, over five years. So most of these bottles back here. That's amazing. I've been sitting there for three, four, five years. I have no idea. Maybe more. Do you more. still have any left over from the wine tour that we did in Gatlinburg? Yes, in the freezer, there is a, uh, a bag of wine slushies that we got at the wine tour. That was the first episode you did. It was. And we bought that out of excitement. But I bought some out of excitement, and I drank it all. Well, I bought two because we were having the big birthday party. And um, I sometime, at some point in September, I think I finished off the first bag, and the second bag is just still sitting in there. You know, I actually bought more on another episode. We went back, if you remember... After filming an episode, oh. and I bought more to take back to Texas with me. So I want to actually call out Catherine Frady on a moment. And we drank more. We drank because it all. Because you, you're, you're making me look terrible. <laughs> of course. But I mean, is, is, you is you're doing it right, but you're putting me to shame in that I saw, not only after we did the uh, tour of the Sevierville episode, where it's like, oh, here's fun things to do in Sevierville, and Madame Mar's going to tell us about the driving tours and the leaf tours and all the things. Mm-hmm. And then you go and actually do it. I did. All right, then we went to Anakista and we saw the beautiful Enchanted Winter Lights. And my wife says to me, oh, that'd be nice. I'd like to go to Anakista someday because I've now been like five, six, seven times and never taken her. Yep. And now then I see on Facebook, what did you and James go and do? I went and took him to Enchanted Winter. It. <laughs> it's not fair. I'm making you look bad. You it's know. terrible. I mean, you have to it's, take Jerry. I'm just saying, you're awful. You're an awful person. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, wait, I'm awful. Uh, uh, the EP is yelling that I'm the one who's awful. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a little cold. It was much colder than when we were there. Yeah. And I thought it was funny because the uh, the mountains were all smoking, you know? Yeah. And so... That's why it, they call them that. Right. The Smokies. But it was the second time I'd been up to Anakista and still couldn't see the view. Oh, because we went so late at night. <laughs> yeah. It was dark. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it, though. But part of the view of the Smokies is to see it when they're enrobed. And then to, also nice to go on a clear day when you can see for miles. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to have to so go back one more time. Both. Yeah. I might have to get a pass. You know, season pass. Oh, okay. I thought you were asking me to give you a pass. <laughs> All right, I'll give <laughs> yeah, you a pass. Yeah, give me a on pass. This. All right. So, and, uh, um, yeah. So it's a time for. Uh, is it time for round two? I don't know. I I'm. I mean, I can keep um, talking about you know all day, but we want to see what else you got. All for right. Us. So the other one. Okay, I'm going to stick with the champagne. And mm. this is an apple cider mimosa. Okay, now this is the one I think that I'm most excited about. And they have Christmas glass. Oh, I have. Um, we also have these. These will work. Sure, I guess. These are like cider glasses. I can't explain these glasses except that um, my sisters found them when they were cleaning out mom's house. We don't know who J E R is or J R E or whatever the you know because in and monograms you would put the other uh, middle initial at the end. I have an idea for you. What? Why don't you? Maybe this will make up for some of your failings, your, your flaws, failings and your flaws. flaws mm-hmm. Yeah, for not taking Jerry on good trips after we go do that. <laughs> <laughs> you could get another E and monogrammed. Have, well, that's why they sent them. That. That's why. That's why yeah. um, my sisters sent these to us. They sent eight of these uh, Jer glasses. Not because we don't know. Again, my mother had them. We don't know why she had them. Um, someone thought you said we had we had a relative named Jane Regan. And maybe they were hers, but she got remarried, so that would explain why she got rid of them. Yeah. So because her name was Jane Houghton, I think by the time she passed, and. But the other story that goes with this is when I first met my wife, the night I met my wife at the Wax Museum, which was a bar that used to be a wax museum, mm-hmm. under the hanging wax figure of Neil Armstrong and with JFK and Abraham Lincoln looking down upon us, I was trying to learn her name. And at the time, I wasn't quite as good with names as I am now because I hadn't learned the trick to learning names. So um, I'm trying to remember her name, and I, all I kept saying to her over and over again was, Jer, Jerry, Jer, Jer, Jer. And I called her Jer, 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 like five times. And that's, so that's what these glasses now represent. Except for the fact that didn't she choose to date your friend first? Okay, all right. After? You, you weren't <laughs> supposed to remember that part of the story, but Just yes. Just saying that maybe Jer, Jer, Jer wasn't. Didn't, didn't work, didn't, didn't work. impress it her, didn't no, work. Yeah. No, yeah. But the reason my wife ended up marrying me is because by comparison, I looked somewhat less bad than my friend who asked her out before I did. So well, that's, that's what good. I'm going with. At least you yeah. had that going for you. <laughs> All right, well, All right. <laughs> let's have an apple cider mimosa Fantastic. to that. You know? Fantastic. Here we go. Never so, gave up. Oh, you, you got know? the Bold Rock cider that we love. Yeah, this is my favorite. Again, I have a deep pour today. Excuse me. <laughs> Bold Rock. Well, there's still more in the bottle. I don't think I know. Can... This is All for right. later. All right. And the champagne. What, is that, no, it's not a local cider, though, is it? It's a North Carolina cider. North Carolina, so semi-local. Yeah. And is this the Prosecco again? This is the Prosecco again. And All right, so it counts as our sparkling wine. This is very strong. I had an idea. It also calls for that. I drank oh. it the other night just like this, and it was great. Do you want to okay. taste it like this? Um, yeah, I mean... All right. I'm sure. Taste it like that. Cheers. Jar. 
<laughs> to Jerry. But it again suggests that you add. It's a bit tart where I think this might sweeten it up. A triple second there. Oh my, I can see all the swirliness. Yeah. Let's see if this mm-hmm. makes it better. Now, I had a suggestion, and this is, I mean, again, it's your, you're the bartender today, but I had a suggestion that it might be fun to throw in, just for looks, just because oh, yeah. we're doing a, a show on YouTube here. That's right. To throw in a, uh, a garnish into this uh, dish. So we have, a, we have a whole plate of, of garnishes. Would you like an apple? I would. Should I just grab a slice here? Yeah, take a slice. And just, and I'm just going to plop, plop, fizz, fizz. You could also put one on the side. Oh, that's even better. Well, I, all right, let me do that. <laughs> you could do both. All right. Oh, it <laughs> sprayed go. me. Yeah. All right. That's good. Look I'll at me. a little slice in there. Look too. at me. I'm giving out slices. Here we go. <laughs> so, yeah, nice. All right. So now we'll see how that... Cheers. Oh, oh you Jerry could. says run the apple around the rim. And then put sugar on it. Yeah. Do I, what do I, have nice. a, I have a rub of Pfeffernus on it. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> Some yeah. powdered sugar there. There you go. Yeah, Perfect. You, you want one? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> well, I mean, otherwise we'd have to go get cherry. We'd have to go get regular sugar. Oh, that's nice. You know what I like about this is that you know apples have like a wintry Christmas holiday feel to them. Especially, mm. I could imagine you could add cinnamon to this. In oh. fact, I have some. Okay. Would you like to add some cinnamon? Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? You want to put anything else in here? Want to put some red velvet cookie in there? What else you got? Oh, my goodness. Oh, look at that. You know, I'm going to try it, too. Actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it on this little slice of Yeah, I put too much in, I'm sure. And then I'm going to put that in there. I like it. Do you? I mean, I don't know what I can't. No, I've put so many things on here now. I don't know what <laughs> what you're drinking. What, if I made it better or worse, but I still like it. Yeah, that's nice. Mm. I'd suggest just a little bit of cinnamon, not too much. I'm trying to get the sound. It? Yeah, the fizziness. The fizziness. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to have right. another, what is this? Pfeffer? Pfeffernoose. Pfeffernoose. Also, we've got Pfeffernoose. your red velvet cookies that you brought. Oh. But, yeah. yeah, these are German spice cookies. Now, there's another kind. Was that, um, was, I don't know, is it called World Market or Fresh Market or mm-hmm. Blankety Blank Market? Mm-hmm. And um, I saw the other kind of Pfeffernoose, which are imported directly from Germany. This was probably cooked at the Publix. Okay. Uh, in Pigeon Forge. I bought these right. at Publix and Pigeon Forge, and they were probably just cooked there locally in store, I'm guessing, because they were right. in a Publix bakery box. That makes sense. But, uh, and the ones that we used to buy up north were Archway, and they would come in a bag, and they were very similar to this. The ones that are imported from Germany, rather than cover them in powdered sugar and risk them all falling off, and I did find an old bag of Pfeffernus in the freezer from a few years ago that I ate recently. And um, the powdered sugar had absorbed. It was almost gone. So what they do with the, with the German ones is they uh, cover them in like a hard shell. Ah. It's like an icing almost. Okay. So it's the similar concept. It's a sugar shell. Right. But it keeps them the cookie it's fresh like on the harder. inside. Yeah. And, it's, yeah, it's got a candy shell on the outside. Oh, I like the uh, Pfeffernus with this drink with the apple cider mimosa with a little cinnamon because it brings out the flavors. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, here's what we'll do is um, we still have more drinking, and I still have a, 
a holiday present for you and your husband and uh, other things for show and tell. But we also have to talk about our friends at Steve's Tree Service. Do they cut down Christmas trees? They do now. All right. Steve, cut us down a Christmas tree for next year, will you? <laughs> um, they cut down all kinds of trees. But you know what's you know, a really good idea not to do while you're cutting down trees? Oh, drink. Do not. You want to be as sober as Steve. You know, kids, sure, we're grown adults having our holiday party for the Frank and Friends show, but um, we would not now use heavy machinery. It says it right on the bottle. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> do not operate <laughs> heavy machinery. In fact, uh, I don't think I should ever operate the... The heavy machinery that they use at Steve's Tree Service. That's why you call Steve. That's right. He has a staff of, you know, they're bonded, licensed, insured. They uh, serve all over the East Tennessee area. And whatever kind of tree you've got, no matter how tall it is, no matter how thick it is, no matter what kind of a nuisance it is, you know, let's say it's those awful um, Bradford pears, get them out of here. Uh, the only tree he won't cut down is the endangered chestnut tree. Well, that's good. And someone tried to get him to cut one down. He says, no, 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 no. First of all, I think it's illegal. But secondly, he said, no, no, this is a tree you want to preserve because they're endangered. That's great. And there's people making efforts in and throughout the Appalachia to uh, bring this tree back. Yeah, That's great. And Steve's involved in that. And do they also give some of the trees over to the zoo to feed the elephants? Well, I think that's a, you can do that. I don't know how many times Steve is able to get over to the zoo, but if you did want to cut down trees and feed elephants... I think you have to make your own arrangements with Zoo Knoxville. And then you call Steve and say, okay, I need you to cut down this tree so I can drag it over to the zoo. <laughs> because Steve will, they'll clean up. Part of their, their thing is they do total cleanup. So right. when they did, there's that part out my kitchen window that used to be just an overgrown jungle. And they tore it all down, all the weeds, all the, the junk, the vines. And they got rid of all of it. They had to fill their their garbage trailer three times, make three trips to the dump. Just with my garbage, my trees. That's great. So, uh, yeah, if you want to take it to the zoo, that's on you. But (laughs) I'm sure Steve will be more than happy to say, yeah, you can keep that one. Save us a trip to the dump. (laughs) But you can call them. You can uh, find them on Facebook, of course. Uh, They've got the the highest reviews from Google and Facebook and all the satisfied customers, myself included. Uh, We can call Steve and Renee to get a free estimate, 865-257-6214 at Steve's Tree Service. Fantastic. Yeah, so if yeah. you have some trees that you don't want, call Steve's. So do you have a preference, Frank, between these two mimosa-type um, drinks? I, let's see. I still have a little bit of this one. I can do an A-B mm-hmm. comparison. I'm probably going to say the apple cider one, but it is stronger. It is definitely stronger. Mm, this is not bad, but um, I wonder if I would like it with um, cran apple or, or some other juice, You know, but it wouldn't make it a poinsettia. poinsettia. You could make up your own. Good point. Yeah, it could be the Frank. <laughs> we could call it the Christmas cactus. <laughs> we could. You know, uh, on, on side by side, I might be leaning a little toward the poinsettia. I don't know. Really? I think I put too much cinnamon in this one is what I think oh, I might have done. That might be true. I, you know, it's tough for me. I think that I'm really happy to know that if I mix champagne and apple cider, that I can get a buzz a lot faster. <laughs> sometimes that's useful information. Well, yeah, when we're <laughs> next time we're out at the bar. You know, I have to say this, Catherine, <laughs> that I don't know if I've ever in my life had a drinking buddy until you, because I was thinking about this. How little I drink around the house, how little I drink when I go out, because like New Year's Eve, for example, when I'm out, 
The only reason I would go out on New Year's Eve is if I could have a gig. I would want right. a gig. Right. I'd be working. Um, when I went to a fancy fundraiser like Marble City Opera. You're working. Do I, dr- I don't drink right. at those events because... So I literally have had more alcohol consumption <laughs> on camera than off. Yeah. So if you watch this show, you're like, man, where are they at Gallenberg Brewing? Man, they're at the Rocky Top Wine Trail. Man, they're at Tennessee Legend. We've done a fair number of drinking shows. We definitely have. So I mean, even at the Axe House, uh, you got a hard cider. That's true. I know. I know. Something else. I'm, anyway, not that you're a bad influence on me or anything. I mean, I enjoy your company. I but I just would like to point out oh, yeah. that I've never had a drinking buddy until you. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> Is it? You know? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> let, me, let me check with Jerry. Is that okay to say that? <laughs> yeah, see, she doesn't drink. It makes her, she makes her feel icky. Well, I'm also Dizzy. a social drinker. So, and yeah. you know, James and I don't go out that much, actually. Well, because we're you're like me, all yeah. the time. We like to. We love to go out because we are performers. Right. We love being at. You know, I I didn't go to a, a birthday party. I was invited to go to a birthday party, and it was at the cider place, the Gypsy. Oh, Gypsy Circus. Gypsy Circus, and I thought the only reason I'd want to go would be to get some of their hard cider, and and they had it said they had mead. And I thought, I've always wanted to try mead. That would be interesting. But then I thought, Jerry had a concert. She's on stage singing. And I'm, uh, and the thing you and I had that night had gotten canceled. It was the, um, we were supposed to drop the puck at the Ice Bears, which we need to oh. talk about. We need to talk about. You should have called me. We could have gone and, and drowned our sorrows. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, I don't want to go. I mean, I could go to this party alone. And get a mead or a hard cider and wish the lady happy birthday and then go home. But I just thought it sounded so sad to me. It does sound sad. Because, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I just stayed home because I thought I would love to go to this party if I were the MC, Right. Or if I were doing comedy improv. Right. Or if I were doing anything, even stand-up. I mean, I, I used to Absolutely. be able to do stand-up. I can, you know, that would excite me. And then yeah. I see pictures of the party and... Yeah, there's a few people I recognize in the um, in the crowd, mm-hmm. but you know who I actually recognized was the juggler who was hired to perform. Right. And I thought, see, you would have wanted to hang out with the juggler, right? Yeah. Except because I, I can't <laughs> juggle. But anyway, that that was that. Well, I mean, James and I actually used to have a very, I mean, we have a pretty good alcohol cabinet now. Yeah. And we keep getting more because we get all these gifts. But also, you shows. have. Um, Fundraisers for Marble City Opera, and you are hosting sometimes the uh, the traveling artists, That's right. or you have to have a social event. That's right. Yeah, and you're responsible for bring, loading all that up and bringing it to wherever. Right, um, but we don't have nearly as much as we used to. Oh, yeah. Okay. We we cut back all of our alcohol spending because we weren't drinking it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know. all right. Well, all right. we do. We need to talk about the ice bears. But why don't you make us another? We uh, do. Well, you want to mention beverage. ice bears while I'm making us a beverage? Well, I want to hear the. I'm actually more interested in the uh, the recipe. So tell us about okay, what you're making. So this is going to be an apple cider sangria. Another apple cider. See, I'm, I had a method to my madness. I started with the cranberry and the champagne mm-hmm. and i moved to the champagne and cider now i'm going to move to cider and wine Ooh. so we're kind of all right going along this path now i've never made this before so this is also a first you have the uh i see you have the recipe back there i do have the recipe can i have another glass oh sure would you like the uh, the little christmas glasses for That'd this perfect because we have so many glasses so here are um i don't know what kind these are 
but these are Christmas tree glasses that uh, Jerry arranged for us. Okay, so this one is going to be, it's going to be similar, and I think we're going to, I think we're going to like it. All but right. this is instead of champagne with the cider, this is going to be red wine with the cider. Okay, because sangria is a red wine drink. Yeah. Now, I, I do like a good sangria if it's sweet enough. I like um, port and I like sangria and, you know, obviously the fruity ones that we had when we went to um, the Rocky Top Wine Trail. Yeah. And this also has a orange slice in it. So, oh, Jerry sliced those for you. I know. They're beautiful. You could probably throw an apple in there, too, if you wanted. I, you probably could, yeah. Would you like... Well, I let's don't know. Try it. Let's try it with, with the orange first, yeah. and then we'll, we'll add it. We'll add as we go. And then a little bit of cinnamon, which I my should... Par- my parents loved... Do you want a measuring spoon? Or do you I want to just one. use that? Okay. My parents loved sangria. That was a, a regular thing around our house. I mean, they loved all drinking. I mean, I think I've told you many times how uh, on a regular night, my mother would say, Frank, go make me a rye and ginger and make your father a scotch and soda. <laughs> nice. That was just a normal, a normal night in our house. All right. And then I'm going to mix this up, actually, so we get the cinnamon kind of mixed up. I should have put that orange slice in. Which reminds me to say thank you for thank you to Tanya Cinnamon for supporting our merch. She bought the pint glass, the uh, Frank and Frank Show pint glass, which I guess I should have bought some of those. Yeah, Tanya can make one of these fabulous drinks. Yeah, and her name is Cinnamon. Okay, so this drink is for you. This is the apple cider sangria. Okay, so so far there's just three things. There's cinnamon, orange slice, and two types of drink in it. That's right. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Cheers. Um, I mean, it's good, but it's tartar than the sangrias that I'm accustomed to. Mm. You know, the sangrias that I'm used to would be very, you know, sweet. Sweeter. You yeah. want some more apple cider in there? Okay. Here. Is that? But that's not going to make it that much sweeter, is it? Yeah, this is a pretty sweet cider. I mean, it probably depends on... Because red wine is not sweet. Right. But it and probably that's... depends on which one you use. We're using a Pinot Noir. And I just stole this from Jerry's cooking cabinet. Mm. We have that... We buy the, why do we have mini bottles of wine? Um, it's for when she makes pot roast and leg of lamb and this, things like that that require a splash of wine in the cooking and then the alcohol cooks Double off. cider helped a little bit. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Would you like an apple slice? Sure, why not? I'll just throw one in. All right. I mean, you've already put everything else in there. What difference does it make? <laughs> but it's good. That's very, like... Wintery, you know, if you're having a cold holiday season, I can see that this would be nice. Oh, I did see on um, David Aldridge put something on Facebook that it's going to be especially cold in 2022. Dun 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 dun. That reminds me of the uh, chipmunk. You remember that? Dramatic <gasps> <Dramatic> chipmunk. Dramatic <laughs> chipmunk. Uh, that was yeah, that's the early days of the internet, kids. Mm-hmm. That was one of the very first memes. That and the Uma, Numa Numa kid. I don't know the Numa Numa kid. Oh, remember the Numa Numa kid? Maybe we'll have to find him for you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. I remember I love the dramatic. Oh yeah. Dun dun dun. <laughs> well, even before the dramatic chipmunk existed, we used to have a lot of those um, type of orchestral stings that we mm. would use in uh, in radio. Of just especially when they don't fit, like you know uh, Kevin Bean with all the bum bum bum. He's got hundreds of them. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. That's the Numa Numa guy? 
Yeah, he was one of those people whose lives were ruined. Ruined? Ruined? By the internet, because he put a video on there, or somebody shared it. It was a private video of him singing along on uh, on his... He didn't have, you know, we didn't have phones that could go on the internet back in those days. Right. It would be on his desktop computer. He had one of the first webcams. Right. Oh, is this the kid? Oh, here he is. Yeah. Numa Numa guy. Well, you probably wouldn't recognize him, but I don't, I don't, are any of those a video? What has below oh. the, the actual stuff. original Numa Numa video? Let's see. I don't know how much of this we can show you. Or how much you can play. But where's the sound? I'll turn it down just so. <laughs> but, you yeah. should definitely Google this. That's yeah, fantastic. the Numa Numa guy. That's Numa how, Numa guy. I mean, Jerry and I have been on the internet since the, the beginning of it, practically. You know? When you had to dial up? Oh, my gosh, yes. I know, me too. It was, I, I was so cheap that we only had the one phone line. Mm-hmm. And the guys at K-Rock were so furious that they couldn't reach me on the phone one day that Jimmy Kimmel called the phone company and ordered a second line into my house without telling me. Well, because you can't receive phone calls if you're yeah. on the internet. Oh, no, that wasn't it. No, I beg your pardon. What he did was he called the phone company and had call waiting activated on my line so that they could interrupt our internet sessions by calling me. That's what he actually did. That's terrible. And then I was so pissed that I went ahead and ordered a second phone line into the house and turned off the call waiting on that line. Those were the days, though, when you could just, like, not receive phone calls when you were on the Internet. You know how much more we would get done? Did you have an AOL back in those days when you were a kid? Because, I mean, our, my daughter, who's uh, younger than you, but she had an AOL account. I still have an AOL account. I mean, did you have, like, a funny uh, AOL screen name? Hers was Daisy Crazy. I can't remember what my, my AOL name was. But, yeah, for Messenger, I definitely did. <laughs> Frady you... Cat, probably. Oh, okay. So yeah. that literally has been your screen name since... Well, you know, some kids used to make fun of me because I was Catherine Frady. And, you know, kids are mean. And so they would be like, Frady Cat, Frady Cat. And I used to hate it. And so then I just turned it into something that was positive for me and just nicknamed myself Frady Cat. Well, it works. Yeah. You yeah. Know? When you have two brothers who tease you all the time, you have to turn and... Whatever is like being mean and getting to yeah. you, just like and into a good thing. Flip it and you yeah. know, use it. Yeah, They're like I don't care. That's my name. And then yeah. that takes that takes all their the teeth out, out of it. it. Yeah, they, yeah. They, why they how, why would they make fun of you using the name that you actually use? Exactly. Bingo. <laughs> Ta da! Now what? All right. So now I'm gonna make the cranberry bourbon cocktail. Oh, bourbon. I know we're switching gears here. <laughs> well, there's a couple things we need to. Uh, I want to mention then. Um, my friend, Dr. Sharon Lord, Ed loves the eggnog, right? And I love the eggnog. Yeah. So I said, we are, she said, let's sit and have some eggnog before we go off on this uh, errand that we had to run. And so I poured us each some eggnog. She said, is that it? I said, what do you mean, is that it? She said, well, I don't want to just drink plain eggnog. That doesn't taste like eggnog to me. I just want you to splash a little bit of Kentucky bourbon on there. Not enough that really you'd even feel the alcohol, but just to get the flavor of it. So I barely floated any on the top of the glass, just a a splash of it, and you could see it. And then she stirred it in, and she says, now this tastes like eggnog. So is the eggnog that you like to drink non-alcoholic? Oh, I don't care. I I went to uh, Buddy's Barbecue to get an eggnog milkshake. Okay. Um, And it was okay. Yeah. They, but what it was was a vanilla milkshake with they used eggnog instead of milk, so oh, okay. it had vanilla ice cream, and then they poured in the Mayfield eggnog and blended it. So it was like watered down, or if you will, or milked down. 
It was diluted eggnog flavor. Mm. So it had less eggnog flavor than I would normally enjoy because I'll drink straight eggnog out of the carton from Weigel's. I love eggnog. I wish they sold it year-round. Not my thing. But, you know, I did see something that you'd probably like. There's, like, some at Chick-fil-A. They have, like, a peppermint milkshake. It's like a peppermint gingerbread. I think we have a coupon for a free one that we might... I just I, I saw know. it and I was like I bet Frank would like that. Well, I don't know, maybe I guess I could try it. I mean, Jerry likes the uh, the peppermint mocha lattes at Starbucks, and I've never had one because I thought, well, you know why I never had one because they used to have eggnog lattes. And now you're mad. And they used to have gingerbread lattes, and now they don't have either one anymore. And so I've stopped. I haven't been to Starbucks this holiday season because what's the point? What's the point? Well. I don't know what to tell you, because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> you don't? No. I never drink coffee. I mean, how has that not come up in conversation? You know, it's funny, because people are like, that doesn't make any sense that you don't drink coffee. You work nonstop. How are you even functioning? Yeah. But, yeah, no, I don't drink it. I like it okay. But, I mean, we've, no, literally, we've spent hours together drinking <laughs> and and hiking and ziplining, not ziplining yet, but every other thing. What do we do? Mountain coastering. And it has, and I have a coffee with me usually every time we yeah. go. I don't drink coffee. And have I'm you not, ever seen me with one? No, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm appalled at myself for not having noticed is what I'm having, I am. It's all right. All right. We'll talk about why you haven't noticed what drinks I have at another time. <laughs> I think that goes too deep to, <laughs> to sure. talk about now. Sure. You notice the cider. Uh, I can tell you every time you had a hard cider. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <sighs> All right. All right, move on. So, what do we have? Orange juice. Orange juice. One cup of orange juice. And then I'm going to... So oh, this wait. One, this, we're actually using liquid measure. Yeah, this one actually requires measurements and the mixer. Is there so ice in there? we're going to have to shake it. There's ice. Yeah, I put a handful oh, of nice ice in there. nice cocktail shaker, by the way. Thank you. It is nice. Look at you. It? Oh, and it's got recipes on the side. You it can does. actually... Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. My father used to really be into uh, liquor because he worked for uh, Bacardi Rum. He did the publicity, the public relations. So we had so many liquor-related items around the house, you know, and and all these different types of things. He'd be very proud of this program, I think. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm glad. My grandfather would be, too. He'd be like, now this is something I can watch. All right. What do you got there? Maker's Mark, which is... Maker's March bourbon whiskey. I would not have known off the top of my head that that was bourbon. It's a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Okay. I've seen the bottle. I've heard of it, but I've not read the, uh, the fine print on it. This is a fairly well-known bourbon, right? Yeah. So I'm using half I had a some, cup of I this. brought some bourbon. I got some bourbon for my um, birthday, and I think I have some back there, but it's, I didn't, I've never heard of it before. It's called Larceny. Oh, I've never heard of that either. It might be a new one. Yeah. I'm also using simple syrup. Just oh. a fourth of that. And that's like caro, caro syrup or corn syrup? Here, I'll show it. Or is it sugar? It's most, it's basically sugar. Um, we use it in Sazeracs all the time. Sazeracs. Oh, you've tried to get me to come over for Sazeracs, so I didn't make it. Um, gluten-free. Okay, we got that going for us. But what is in it? Non-alcoholic cocktail mix. Oh, cane sugar, filtered water, and ascorbic acid. Okay, so instead of corn syrup, it's, it's sugar syrup, cane sugar. I have some fig syrup I made. Well, Where? we could probably try it with fig syrup. Well, we're already deep into this, though. Now, this one also has cranberry juice. Okay. You could have used displacement to pour all this stuff into the same 
uh, measuring cup, right? Then I would have had to figure out the... Uh, oh, the I've done math? I would have had to done math, yeah. There's yeah. definitely math. Who wants to do math after having three drinks already? You know, we're three drinks in, Frank. Come on. <laughs> Don't make me do math. <laughs> right. Well, you were able to successfully count the drinks, so that's good. You're, I think you've actually had more than I have, though. I've been... Oh. Well, we, that's what we can, we can show everybody. My drinks are lower than your drinks. What is this? Sweet vermouth. Oh, this is the stuff you had to go buy just for this today? Yeah. How'd that go? Pretty well. I mean, it was inexpensive, too. And what do you do with vermouth other than... I mean, I've always heard the joke, like in a martini, you pretend to put you wave the vermouth past the gin. Right. Is it's that probably right? something that you want to put in the glass and then, like, like a little bit of it and, like, lace the glass with but it. But if this is sweet, I would want mostly that and hardly any gin. <laughs> well... You could do that too. All right. You can. You do. You have you, the Frank. maker's you mark uh, lid over there, and I'll. Oh, thank you. Cap that now off. I have to shake this, so I apologize I, for. All this right. Well, I'll shake it like a Polaroid picture, like they used to say in the day. <laughs> Here we go. And try not to like. Yeah. Get on the electronics. Yeah. Throw liquid everywhere. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. All right. Okay. Glass. Okay. Can I have a I, glass? Oh, glass. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I just thought you just called me an ass. I'm like, I missed part of that. <laughs> no, I, actually, what I heard was last, and I. Yeah. Oh, look at you. How nice. Let's see. Can I have a paper towel? Yeah, just getting a little. Oh, wait, I have tissues. Okay. Sorry about that. It's fine. I thought about putting down um, the tablecloth we use for the Rocket Brothers. Which is an outdoor picnic tablecloth. Would have been appropriate. Because, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it's fine. We're, we'll li- I've also thought about how we would have probably changed this one out for uh, uh, when the family comes, you know, Frank Jr. comes anyway. So Good. So this is a cranberry bourbon cocktail. Oh. Cheers. All right, off we go. What do you think? Clearly my favorite for a number of reasons. Really? Well, it tastes the most like liquor, and it's the sweetest. It is the sweetest, which surprises me. Well, you put you put sugar syrup in it. I know, but... Of course it's going to be the but sweetest. But it's got bourbon. Yeah, but bourbon... I mean, there's a lot of flavored whiskeys, you know, with um, that I enjoy, whether it be Rock and Rye, mm. which is... You know, rye whiskey with sugar in it, or whether it's the uh, the different moonshines, or the um, what do I have over there? Salted caramel. That's true. All the flavor. The flavor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it, I think whiskey holds up well to to sugar. It does. I actually think I would probably add more whiskey though next time. Okay, so what else is in here besides the the sugar and the? You've got bourbon, the vermouth. Orange juice, cranberry juice, and simple syrup. I'll put a little extra bourbon in there and see what you think. I mean, if you don't mind using up your bourbon. I don't. Do you want, do you want a little bit more? I'll see. Well, yeah. Sure. We're, we're, I'm matching you shot for shot. You know that. <laughs> we're going to see who's under the table first, and it's probably going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. All right. Double yeah. cheers. Here we go. Yeah, for me it's that helps it. Bourbonier, yeah, bourbonier, bourbonier. Yeah. That helps it a little bit for me. Bourbonier. Yeah, but if you want a cocktail that's red and holiday, you mm. know, 
all of these have that. Get you hammered fast. Yeah. I, yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> this would get that one would get this one will get me in trouble because I I, I want That's more good. of it. Yeah. Well, there is more. You so, probably see. could probably give me. See. Oh. See, the thing is, you could probably give me a drink of cranberry juice, orange juice, and simple syrup, and I would probably be just as happy. <laughs> you would be, yes. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, I love sweet things. Yeah. In fact, I mean, it reminds me of the um, the Christmas gift that we have for uh, you and your fine hub. Oh, uh, that um, is so sweet. Well, this is, you want to talk about sweet. What You haven't heard sweet. You don't know sweet yet. Do I get to open it? I suppose so. We're on camera. All right. I mean, what's the point of sending it home? <laughs> First of all, I love this little, what are, what are these Close called? Clothespin. Clothespin. Thank you. <laughs> I'm winning, apparently. I the, forgot what they're the, called. In the alcohol. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Welcome to the Alcohol Consumption Olympics in the vocabulary category. The winner is Frank. <laughs> That's amazing. We'll get up and walk in a minute and see who wins that one. Uh, y'all be you. Okay. Uh, I love this Christmas card. Did we write anything on the back? I mean, did uh, did Jerry? Ah, uh, thanks for That's all the fun sweet. and laughs. That's, That's lovely. Sweet. All right. All right. And then you get to keep the towel also. That's I know. Part of the gift. You know I was that, right? Wonder- yeah, I was. Thank you. I'd like to point out that I picked out the towel of the two choices that were presented to me. It was very cute. And I thought I would like this one for Catherine and James. It is very cute. It might and be- our kitchen is red. Did not know that. See. That's um, good for chopping your own raw meat. Fantastic. You know, if you were to, you know, uh, cut your own venison. It's the jam. Big jam. I love it. It's 2021. The, su- the sweetest of the sweet. That's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. That's good stuff. That's awesome. And also you got the uh, the Frank size jar. I'd like to point out most people get the smaller jar. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently I've, we've been, we've given away all the smaller jars and what you have that all that's left. <laughs> Yeah, don't take that as a compliment. No, I don't take it as a compliment at all. Like, we, that's the only jar we had left. If I had remembered so, to give this to you last fine. week, if yeah. I had remembered to give this to you it last week. It would have been week. in a small one. Right, because yeah. now all that's yeah. left is my own. I'm, I'm the leftover, yeah. No, we, <laughs> you're, you're getting a jar from, yeah, you're getting a jar that I plan to keep for myself. Oh, you're getting it from the nicer. personal stash. Okay, okay. That's, that's what nice. you're getting. <laughs> the only drinking buddy I have. Good golly. This will be great. You know what would uh, also be fun is to sit around and watch some of those stupid, stupid movies. The Christmas ones? we're just giggling now. We're getting to the point in the episode where we're just giggly. But have you seen any of the ridiculous... I mean, first of all, Frank, do you realize how many holiday Christmas movies there are? Um, No, it's impossible to know because they are producing them at a rate that is so... Hi. Yes. Uh, you've got multiple channels, including Netflix now. You've got Netflix, uh, Hallmark, Lifetime, at least those three are churning out, I mean, to the point where it's like one a night during the whole month leading up to Christmas. So there, that's at least three channels probably churning out 30 new Christmas movies a year. I actually looked on Netflix yesterday because I was like, what Christmas? Well, first of all, I was looking for a specific Christmas movie, but I was and like, Amazon what else Prime. is there? You know, There's also Prime, dozens yeah. and dozens of them on Amazon Prime, yeah. like the ones last year's Lifetime movies. There's, they're on there. Are on Amazon now, yeah. But I noticed there's series. Like there's like some Christmas, Princess, mu- like movie <laughs> series. Jerry took me through... Um, in in excruciating detail, the plot of one of the um, it was the Princess Switch. Princess Switch. They have like three okay. or four. Right. Okay. You know what? They, and I made a joke. I said, "That's stupid." What do they do? Now have triplet identical cousins? <laughs> and she says to me, 
How did you know? I'm like, I didn't know. I just guessed it because there's a third, you know, how many times can you do The Princess and the Pauper, right. which is an old Mark Twain story? Right. How many times can you steal that plot, except they brought in a third identical princess, also played by Vanessa Hudgens? She's busy. She's busy. Well, so, you know, and yeah. I think some of my friends on Facebook love seeing the uh, former child stars. Like, is it Lacey Chabert? I don't know Lacey. You would if you saw her on okay. the thing. She was on yeah. Party of Five when she was little, little. Okay. And then she was in Mean Girls okay. when she okay. was, um, you know, teenager. Yeah. And now that she's an adult, she makes these stupid movies, which is good for her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, it's good you know, income because they make sequels. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, what was the one I... Danica uh, McKellar, is she in them? And um, Kimberly, Kimberly Williams, she married some country, Paisley. Paisley. I don't know. All these, but these, these women who were Candace Bure, Candace Cameron Bure, mm. these girls from Full House and from whatever, you know, which I think actually in, in reality, I really think it's great because there is a point where women age out of sure. being able to get roles. Sure. And now these... Cheesy movies are creating roles for women that would not have otherwise existed. Great work if you can get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's continuous. But did you see the Dear Christmas? This is the is this the one I we texted about. This is the one you told me I needed to because watch. it had to do with a podcast. So here I I see it on here. Oh, Dear Christmas! Mm-hmm. It's about a podcast, and I thought, well, that's interesting because you know, as you know, we're doing a podcast. Did you know? Uh, well, I hope we are. <laughs> Check it out on all the podcast apps. Frankandfredshow.com. Thank you very much. So, um, so, who is it? It's Melissa Joan Hart. There's another one. Another example of the former teenage actress. She played Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. okay. Right? Do you remember that show? Sure. I remember the show. Yeah, I never okay. watched it. Yeah. So, that's Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> and she's on there, and she, she plays the but the most successful podcaster. Right. Which, of all time. I mean... Which is already a place to start. Like, come on. And I, I wanted Where to, are you going to go from I there? wanted to get mad about it, but then I thought, you know, if you actually look at the uh, Apple Podcast rankings, the people at the top of the chart, they're mostly political shows, but the people at the top of the chart, they actually do have expensive podcast studios. That's cool. You know, we do this in my living room with a few hundred dollars worth of equipment. But eventually we're going to have a really fancy studio. In Chicago, in a high-rise because why wouldn't you pay top rent for that? I mean, that's insane. But, you know, a lot of these, think about it, though. You know, all these guys who have, and gals who have big podcasts, they have my yeah. studio. So yeah. I, I have to take that one back. I was mad that her podcast studio was nicer than most radio stations where I've worked. Sure. You know? Yeah. But it's a Christmas movie. And then, who was it that was her boss? It was another... Um, former child star. Do you remember? I don't remember her name. But uh, Robin Givens. Robin Givens. Okay. Their dialogue, though, in the beginning. What was that about? I mean, come on. Yeah. It seemed like they had never... I mean, I appreciate the fact that they were kid actors, but didn't Yeah, Robin Givens was on a a TV show, and then she married Mike Tyson for a minute. And I know the dialogue was terrible. Yeah. There was no delivering in any of those lines. Well, you know, you know, in their defense, those actresses may have had to make two other Christmas movies as two other characters that same day. So, 
it's very possible true, true. that they just had me. to do all of yeah. their scenes. Look, hey, we're going to do all the office scenes today. So right now you're playing the podcaster and you're wearing this outfit. And in 15 minutes, you're going to be playing the baker over here on the on cooking Princess show. Yeah. And, over here, and then after that, <laughs> you're going to be paying, playing the high-powered executive and some other outfit. Yeah. So they probably are using cue cards, right? Like soap operas? Maybe. I don't yeah, know. Um, anyway. So they... Then the, the, naturally, the next thing that has to happen is the single successful woman has to go back home and for, for Christmas. For Christmas. Planning yeah. to As be you do. alone and with no romantic entanglements. Right. As you do. And what happens? Flat tire or something. Flat tire, of course, because you have to have trouble. like a problem. Yeah. You know, like you have to cut, run into some obstacle. And I thought this one was especially lame because she was like 10 minutes from home. Yeah, so I mean, anyone, like she could just like pick up a Uber or yeah. you know, like call somebody in her family to come right. get her. And yeah. she's in Lake Tahoe, so it's not exactly a small town. Right. You know, anyone in the family could have come to get her. Yeah. But no, Luke is it Luke Perry? No, he dead. He's dead. <laughs> the other guy. Sorry, Luke Perry. May he rest in peace. Um, uh, Jason uh, Priestley, yeah. who also was on nine hundred two one zero. Right. Who did he play? Brandon Walsh. Do you remember that show? I remember the show. I didn't watch it. Because you were, t- yeah, you know, probably parents wouldn't yeah, let you stay probably, up that late, I'm yeah. guessing. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably what it was. <laughs> not allowed. Beverly Hills 90210. So Luke, Luke, uh, not Luke. Why do I keep saying that? Uh, Jason Priestley. Jason Priestley. JP Priestley. Jason Priestley shows up in this movie. And I didn't barely recognize him at no. first. No. I mean, you would not recognize him as somebody from 90210. Because he's he's got the he's the he's now the hunky handyman. Yeah, it's like seeing me as the blonde and then the brunette. You know. Oh, should we put that picture up again? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that blonde? Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jason Priestley, as the hunky handyman, shows up to fix the car or tow her car, and I I got to a point very shortly after this where I said, "That's it. I am done with this movie. This is too fake." <laughs> Because they're not going to have any more podcasting scenes, right? Which I thought right. already was a mad about until I, I reconsidered. But now, uh, Jason Priestley shows up, and his character's name? I don't even remember. Frank, all I remember is this cheesy, cheesy music started playing. She's like, you know, she has her back to the street, which, why would a woman at night, alone... In a broken down car, have her back to the street first. Oh, of I all. don't know. I never thought Bad of it idea. that way. I never thought Bad of it that idea. way. So she's like aimlessly looking around. Not going to happen. And she <laughs> turns around with this cheesy, cheesy music, and he gets out of the car, the truck slowly, and steps out of it. And it's supposed to be like, oh, here's this dreamy man. And it's like, no. <laughs> and I was like, done. Okay, so I wish you would stay with it for one more second because his character's name. Was Chris Massey? <laughs> Christmassy, okay. Christmassy, okay. And that's when I said to Jerry, "I said that's it, I'm out." Chris Massey. Did we turn it off? I think we turned it off. I think we actually turned it off and never saw what happened next. I said, "That yeah. is it. I am done with this stupid movie. How can anyone be named Chris Massey?" I couldn't do it. Like All right. Well, so I was mad about it. So I, I made a note to mention it to you on the podcast, right? Yeah. And I come in uh, to my little office area, my little uh, nook over there where I've got my notepad. I'm, I'm making a note, podcast topics. Stupid movie, Chris Massey. Chris Massey. And I, but in order to do that, I have to take off the top page first. And you know what the top page of it said? Call Chris Massey, Chris Massey at Titanic. Oh, no. And I'm like, wait, what? 
Oh, no. The guy, the, the, the head guy of Titanic, Museum and Attraction of Pigeon Forge, who's also, though, was the president of the Sevier County Hospitality and Tourism Alliance, when we went and do that, did that show, yeah. their trade show, yeah. I had to contact a guy named Chris, Chris Massey, Massey mm-hmm. and get uh, clearance for us to bring the cameras and do all the things, all the nonsense that we did at that show. Yeah. And I, put, I just saved his number. And now I forgot all about it because when was that? October? Yeah. Like uh, September, October? And then here I am, furious at a TV movie with a fake <laughs> character named Chris Massey. And then I have literally on my notepad, the same notepad I'm about to use to write down how stupid is the name Chris Massey when I have the actual Chris Massey and his cell phone number. So I uh, saved there. Poor Chris Massey. So I apologize to uh, uh, Chris Massey at Titanic. It's not your fault that hunky Jason Priestley stole your name for his character in a stupid Christmas movie. Truly. Truly. I don't even know what it was on. Probably Netflix, I'm, I'm guessing. I, I don't know. I think it was Prime. Yeah, so Amazon if, you, Prime? if you want to watch this amazing movie, Dear Christmas, oh, yeah. see if you can make it further than we did. Well, I did watch one good movie on Amazon Prime. I watched uh, Jingle All the Way. Oh, okay. Which I'd never seen. And it's good? It was better than I thought it was going to be because I've seen the trailer and I really thought I'd seen the whole movie because the trailer gives away 90% of the movie. But it's the last 10% that you're like, oh, 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 ah. Well, that's nice. You know, you didn't see that coming. Who's in in Jingle All the Way? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Arnold Arnold plays a mattress salesman. Okay. A workaholic mattress salesman. Obviously. Who is married to Tom Hanks' wife, um, Rita Wilson. And uh, next door neighbor is the great um, Phil Hartman, who plays a smarmy divorcee who is trying to uh, worm in on Tom Hanks' wife, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife in the movie. Right. Because right. she's beautiful. Right. And, he, and that's the things. And meanwhile, Arnold's a workaholic, so, um, so he's Phil Hartman's character, he's, he's yeah, yeah. coming in to make cookies and yeah. help decorate Doing and all do the all fishing. the Christmassy yeah. things. Yeah. And stupid Arnold was supposed to buy a Turbo Man doll for his kid. Did you not get the Turbo Man doll? And apparently his kid grows up to be like Anakin Skywalker, maybe, in some other movie. Nice. I don't know. But anyway, uh, so Arnold didn't buy the doll. And now it's past time, and it's Christmas Eve, and he's going to go out and try to buy one. And, of course, there's none to be had, which um, makes sense. But um, he encounters Sinbad, who is a... um, mail carrier in the movie and the two of them become rivals trying to get the last of these uh, dolls and there's one scene that i was very fond of where they went to it's in minneapolis and they went to kqrs which sounds like could be any fake radio station but i looked it up it's a real station oh nice and they had the guy from wkrp dr johnny fever howard hessman as the dj so already i'm in love with this except for this one part when they when they were cutting the perspectives Uh uh-huh I could tell it was two different studios. It was oh. making me angry oh, okay. because they yeah. had a standard radio mixing board and the one angle. And then when they cut angry. back the other way, it was like one of those Odyssey, Audacity, uh, not Odyssey, Audacity like uh, production mixers, eight track mixers. And like, You're trying to be a Christmas spirit. You yeah, know? That's just inside radio stuff. Yeah. But they still like go of the radio. But they used a real radio station with the, and they gave it real letters on the air and they made it. They didn't make them bad, the bad guys. They weren't stupid. It was, you know... And, and then the movie goes on to the end, the part you don't see coming, necessarily. I mean, um, and then I liked it. Good. And then, and then, and then, and then, one more thing I have to tell you. So it says, if you like this, you'll probably like Robin Williams 
starring in Merry Friggin' Christmas. Well, who wouldn't like Robin Williams? Anybody who has watched it. It is horrible. It's terrible. And in fact, this movie, um, he died before this movie came out. Oh, so, so he didn't have approval on it. At least he didn't have to watch it. Poor thing. Yeah, poor Robin Williams. I mean, yeah. it was... It was he, bad? He played... It's a dark comedy, oh. and it's too dark. Okay. Because Robin Williams plays the angry, hateful dad, and yeah, and Joel McHale, you think, is going to be the good guy, and it turns out he's just as much of a jerk as his dad. Oh, that's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I watched my favorite Christmas movie, which is A Muppet's Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't, I could have made a list of all of the great Christmas movies. I mean that, but Michael Caine is pretty good as Scrooge. Michael right? Caine is good as Scrooge, and I mean Gonzo as Charles Dickens and Rizzo the Rat doing their little improv. Wait, bits. who did he play? Charles Dickens. Yeah, Gonzo starts the whole as the movie, writer of the story. As the writer of the story. And oh, that's he's funny. Like, Hi, everyone. I am. <laughs> Charles Dickens and Rizzo the Rat's like you're not Charles Dickens how would you be Charles Dickens that's ridiculous and he's like well I know this story like the back of my hand and Rizzo says well prove it and he says okay <laughs> there's a left there's a mole underneath my thumb <laughs> right you're laughing it's hilarious it's good that's good yeah and it just goes on and on well I, yeah. I guess I was a it's little great. biased because my favorite version of A Christmas Carol was the same as my wife's it was the Mr. Magoo version oh, okay. which really would be about 10 years before the Muppet version you know okay. or maybe 20 years but it was always on TV so you don't know how old it is because it's like Charlie Brown and Rudolph it's just on every year so you have no concept of that the show that Charlie Brown's been on every year since 1965 or thereabouts. You, right. why, why would you know that? Right. It's just always been on your entire life. Right. You know? um, but the Magoo version is very good. And I, I guess the reason I started to make a face is because as good as A Muppet Christmas Carol is, is probably as bad as the Muppet Christmas album with John Denver is. That and I know terrible. I have just irritated a bunch of you, but I, that album, <laughs> I worked in a record store the year that album came out, and we, I heard it maybe too many times on the sample record player, and I never, ever, ever want to hear Miss Piggy and the 12 Days of Christmas again. I just, I'm done. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't well, you don't it. like that song to begin with, and then to have to listen to Miss Piggy do it, it's probably If not. it started with the 12th day, and we just went through the 12 things one time, it would be great. You know, but now every time I hear that song, I think of you. Oh, <laughs> think of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Think of you angrily. All right. Okay, well, fair enough. What is your favorite Christmas song? Wait, I'm sorry. One more question. Is yeah. there more drinks? Are there more drinks? That was the drinks. All right. But I do have some left, so I can keep drinking. Or if you would like more. No, no, I'm... I'm Excuse me. I, uh, I can feel I'm getting flushed, so um, I'm doing well here. But if you need more cranberry bourbon cocktail, oh, okay. it's available. It is the, it is the winner. I, I mean, it is the number one of all Oh, the... I'm glad I saved it for last then. Tell me about um, the Christmas songs you like best. I like pretty much every Christmas song. Now, I feel like The Muppet Christmas Carol. Well, that's a movie, though. I'm, I I'm an actual I know, like, song song. Okay. I know, but I feel like... It's kind of like you don't like your winter songs that are about Christmas that are not actually Christmas songs that are winter songs. Yeah, I will totally call BS on um, Winter Wonderland and uh, Frosty the Snowman and uh, Let about, It Snow, Marshmallow about, World in the Winter. 
Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. That the title of that is literally the Christmas song. So, although it's a secular song and written by Mel Torme, it's a perfectly fine song. I like it, but it's not really about Christmas, is it? Well, sure. Chestnuts, Chestnuts roasting, roasting on an open, open fire. fire. Jack Frost ripping it, nipping at your nose. Uh, Yuletide, Yuletide carols. Yuletide, okay. Yule Yuletide carols, carols being sung by the fire. Folks dressed up like Eskimos. By the way. Folks dressed up like Eskimos. Okay. Well, I mean, you can sing it. I, yeah. That is one of my favorites. And then I think it goes into um, something about kids from 1 to 92 wondering oh, what, yeah, what wondering Santa Claus Santa is going to, or Christmas whatever. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Okay. Christmas. I do like Winter Wonderland, though. Mm. But that one technically doesn't fall into Christmas song under your categories. And right. And as a radio guy who is only allowed to play Christmas music between Thanksgiving and Christmas Day. It um, and this is no not one station. This is every radio station that I've ever been part of. I always felt that you should play Winter Wonderland and Marshmallow World and um, Sleigh Ride, for that matter, or any of those. Let it snow in January, February, when it actually snowed, and I would occasionally do that. I'd occasionally break the format and play "It's a Marshmallow World in the Winter" during a snowstorm in Jan- February or March, but. I only did it because I knew I could get away with it because my boss was not listening. So I can tell you that I had a Christmas concert in Texas one year where I sang a bunch of these winter songs. And, you know, in Texas, it's really, really warm. Yeah. And so when you're in a warm state. Dreaming of a white Christmas. Dreaming of a white Christmas. Letting it snow. They do help you kind of get into the mood. And also, it triggered a snowstorm. So yeah. just saying. <laughs> just saying. Sure, that's exactly what did it. <laughs> but if you had to say... All right, maybe I'll give you a, a favorite, if you had a favorite churchy Christmas yeah. song, one that would be appropriate to sing in a church, what would it be? Oh, Holy Night is really my favorite. Because you probably sing it, right? I do. You know, the soprano, that's like, Jerry is the same way. Yeah. Like when there's the solo is up for grabs, my wife will often get the solo on a Holy Night, and you're probably that way. I sing it every Christmas Eve. Where? At the service at my parents, in my parents' church. Oh, do they know you're coming? They do. <laughs> They're ready. <laughs> Even last last year during COVID, the pandemic, I recorded it for them. Oh, nice. And they played it in their service. I do like that part, especially when you get into the fall on your knees, you know. It's, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. But I also am very fond of um, Angels We Have Heard on High. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you like all the melismas? All those fast-moving If I knew what notes? those were, I would probably say yes. What is it? It's all the fast-moving notes on the Gloria section. Oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I like. I just nailed it, didn't I? You did. Brian, the Brian Setzer Orchestra does an amazing big band version of that song. Oh, that's cool. Where he's playing his guitar. That would and be cool. He's got the backup or the girl singers doing it. Yeah, nice. I also like. There's a. I used to listen to it at Christmas time. Um, it was one of the religious stations that was locally programmed, and it was either Love eighty nine or. Whatever the other one, eighty-eight or eighty-nine, and now they're, they're syndicated and they're no, you know, blah blah. But the guy who programmed it locally, I would communicate with him, and he would, I would see hear these songs. I'd say, "What's that one?" And there was this some uh, Christian group called Point of Grace. Yeah, oh yeah, I know Point of Grace. Oh, we're buds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, their version of "Angels We Have Heard on High" is also on my playlist. That makes sense. I probably, if you want, I could probably share my Spotify Christmas playlist with you in the show notes if you were so inclined. Fantastic! You should do that. Would you like it? Yeah. Did I send it to you already? No, you haven't. We listened to it in the car, though. Did you like it? I did. Any surprises? 
Mm, well, you seem to make so. a, a, you kind of look when um, Augie Rios came on. <laughs> Donde esta Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah, that was a little surprising. Maybe. Well, we had, it's funny because we had just been talking about Spanish language opera, right? Yeah. And uh, I didn't know that Augie Rios was going to be the next song that popped up on the yeah. playlist. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, and then you had like a soprano who was London based, Catherine Jenkins. Catherine Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had some classical in there, and you had some more pop. Oh, yeah. I've got yeah. Mariah Carey. Yeah. Um, I have some Irish bands that I've heard from listening to Christmas FM, which is my favorite Christmas station. I mean, I like where I work, obviously. Lake FM, we played Christmas music all the way up until the 26th. But um, Christmas FM, you can hear it year-round. Oh, that's fun. And, and actually, they go Halloween music during October. But um, What's Halloween music? Oh, well, I'll pause on that for a moment. <laughs> but... The Christmas songs that I didn't know, that I've only known from listening to Irish radio, there is um, a song by Status Quo called Christmas Time is Here. There's a song by a band called Wizard called I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. Nice. And a song by some dude named Gary Barlow, Incredible Christmas. And that is the one that cracked me up because I researched this guy. All right, you remember what I said? I do. Yeah, incredible. They just added the word Christmas to his incredible song that he had already written, <laughs> which is the key to writing a successful song. Because in the movie um, Love Actually, mm-hmm. they, they make the fun of thing. this exact thing, where the the old grizzled rock star played by Bill Nye, not the science guy, but Bill N I G H Y Nye. Um, He's trying to get a Christmas number one. And Elton John just did the exact same stupid thing. Elton John has a Christmas number one in England. And it really, the only reason he got it is because he does it with Ed Sheeran. <laughs> right. Well. So you take some old guy and you think, what can we do to get you a Christmas number one? So we'll take your existing song, which is very much, in, as I recall in that movie, like a Robert Palmer um, with the girls with the slick back hair. Right. Right. And they just changed it and added a couple of Christmas words to the existing song. That's all you have to do. Hilarious. Yeah. Don't no. you have some, some nieces who need to make a Christmas song now out of one of their... Oh, oh, yeah. Megan and Aaron. Megan yeah, and Aaron. They've got a Spotify playlist and a Spotify and all that All they things. need to do is change one of their songs and it's add some Christmas to it. And I think any song that has anything to do with finding love can be changed into a Christmas song. If we've learned anything from the Christmas movies. Yes. I'm Mariah Carey. <laughs> all I want for Christmas is you. That's right. Or you do the opposite. You do the breakup song, which is Last Christmas I Gave You My Heart. And the very next day, you gave it away. So do you count that as a Christmas song? or I do. But, or I is mean, it a Valentine's song? I, I, I divide my Christmas songs up into categories. There is the weather songs, which we just talked about. There are the actual Christmas hymns that you could sing in church, which we also just talked about. And then you have the, the relationship songs, which are the, I want, some, I want to find a lover or have a lover for Christmas versus I just broke up for Christmas and now I'm sad and it's a blue Christmas without you. Right. Slash whatever. So you have the depressing ones, which I hate. I don't like, why would I listen to depressing music? <laughs> right. Who cares? Why would you listen? Why does anyone listen to sad songs? What a waste of my time. I bet they need those sad songs to put into those Christmas movies, though. You know, so that when the, the lead character yeah. can't find that love, you know, they can listen to, they can put in that little sad I d- song. I did um, watch a programming lesson from a, a brilliant program director. He said, the way you do a love songs show is you program them by category. You do the lonely song versus the looking for, then then followed by a looking for love song versus then followed by a couple of I'm happy in my relationship song followed by a sad breakup song. And you rotate that in the course of these, you know, love song programming that people listen to for five hours a night. 
Right. That's the way you do it. You, it and then people don't realize you're doing it to them. You're messing with them psychologically. Psychologically right. or subconsciously, right. you're you're putting these songs in the order of a relationship budding, growing, maturing, dying, and it's pretty pathetic if you think about yeah. the way you're being manipulated. Yeah, we do the same thing at Valentine's concerts. Oh, do you with opera music? All of our chocolate and wine is <sighs> sort of the same. Although I think we normally do try to end on the happy end. Oh, you have to. Yeah. Right. Send yeah. everybody home on a high note. Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to make a donation. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Halloween music, you can probably name all of the songs. Thriller. Boom. Ah, oh, yes, I got one. Uh, Monster Mash. Monster Mash, yeah. Werewolves in London. Okay. Um, you can also then throw in some of the classical scary stuff, like Night on Bald Mountain or um, et cetera. But, you know, that's the, that's the, there's a, an instrumental song by uh, the Allman Brothers or somebody called Frankenstein. Well, I'll have to listen to Chris, uh, Christmas FM. At Halloween At time? Halloween, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I, I probably have a Halloween playlist ready to go also. Good. You know, with a bunch of those. Well, this was fun, and I think fun. we're at the point now where... Um, we probably need to clean up our holiday party mess. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you fall asleep? <laughs> well, this was our uh, staff Christmas party for the Frank and Friends show. Didn't even get to all of the other... Look at these other things all that Jerry goodies. got. Jerry got these at... Um, and her job. Oh, look at that snow globe. Look so at cute. these beautiful Christmas cookies. Those are nice. You know? Oh, yeah. I, I think they look better than they taste. Mm. I mean, but they're, and which is fine because they're beautiful. They are beautiful. And I, I would rather look at them than, than eat them. But the ones that my daughter Megan makes out of gingerbread that the boys will all decorate with her, those actually taste as good as they look. Nice. So, you know, but, you know, I'm, I'm a, a partial to gingerbread. And also, I meant to give you, these are, what are you, Muddy Buddies? Or some other thing. There's it's like checks and peanut butter and M and M's and sugar. Oh, it's like a little and Cheerios. You can yeah. have one or two if you nice. want to take one. This one looks. This nice. bag looks pretty good. Take that one. It smells good. And you can have that first part of your uh, in, uh, Christmas bonus from the Frank and Friends show. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I might keep the simple syrup though. <laughs> Don't drink it straight. Well, thanks so much for listening to us. One way you can listen to our show um, on any of the podcast apps, but that includes Audible, which is you know the go-to for all sorts of audio entertainment. So whether you want to listen to podcasts or audiobooks or some of the original comedy programming and dramatic programming that they're now creating just for Audible, I mean, obviously they're doing that to set them apart from every other you know podcast app and audio app in town. And it's powered by Amazon.com, so you know they've got the goods. And if you'd like to try out Audible for 30 days, now's a perfect opportunity. Talk about a clutter-free gift. I know. And you get to download one book and keep it. Or yeah. audiobook or what, anything, podcast yeah. or anything. Uh, any, any, yeah. You get credits. You get a certain number of credits per month as, you, as you're a member of Audible. So go to audibletrial.com slash show, And during that first 30 days, you'll earn a credit and you get to use it to download something and keep it. Period. The end. So... Merry Christmas to you. Um, I'm thinking about the uh, Mel Brooks audiobook. Nice. Where he narrates fun. his memoirs. Oh, that sounds amazing. You know, talking about how he made Spaceballs and Young Frankenstein and oh, all of good. these things. Yeah. So I'm thinking I might the have producers, to. producers, yeah. Oh, that's a brilliance. Just brilliance. Brilliant. I don't have to download the old Mel Brooks. I mean, the guy's like, you know, 90-something. That's amazing. You know, may that's as well great. keep them around forever. And, and thank you for doing this, Mel. AudibleTrial.com slash FrankenfriendsShow. And you're helping uh, support our show by just 
signing up for the free trial. You Absolutely. Know? That way I can get more bonus checks mix. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, Freddie, you did a good job. Thank you very much for, uh, for organizing today's program. Yeah. Thanks for having me over for this delicious party. Yeah, and this is our um, Christmas New Year's episode, our special episode. Um, so I guess our next one won't uh, drop until the, until the New Year. Yeah, so Happy New Year. So we might, I think we need to take a week off somewhere in here. Or I think I need to take a week off from editing somewhere in here. I think it's going to take a week <laughs> off to get, you know, clean up after this, <laughs> yeah. this episode. <laughs> How long did we go? Oh, good golly. An hour 20? Uh, well, practically, I mean, well, that's no, good maybe an hour fifteen. If we're going to take a week off, then at least we we left you all with lots of things to watch. Yeah, my friend Bean is going to be so mad at me. He's like, "Why did you? I can't listen to all that." <laughs> In segments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks again for all your support all year long, and we look forward to another great year ahead on the Frank and Friends Show. Our website, frankandfriendsshow.com. Thanks a lot for watching, listening, sharing, subscribing, smashing the button. Smash that button. Ring the bell for notifications and all of the things. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. And we'll talk to you next year. Cheers. Oh, yeah, cheers. This is really good. It is good.